This is the Find Your Forte podcast, episode 48. You have the passion. You have the education. Now it's time for the inspiration. Get ready to step up to the podium with purpose. This is the Find Your Forte podcast with choral director and lifestyle entrepreneur, Ryan Guth. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Find Your Forte podcast, bringing you another weekly Wednesday episode. This time it is pretty special because this is actually a guest appearance that I had on The Positivity Effect with Dr. Tom Retcher. Dr. Tom is one of my good friends. He's a podcaster with an amazing podcast called The Positivity Effect, which is inspiring stories from just great people and uh, it is it is a top-notch podcast. He gets well over a 1,000 downloads a day. It's a, a really wonderful show, and I really hope you enjoy it. I was honored to be on his, on his program back in March, and I told some pretty vulnerable stories about my life. And uh, for those of you who really only hear me as the host, um, hopefully this is, this is a, a podcast that will let you um, – come to grips with the fact that, you know, we're all people, we're all human, we all have insecurities, we all have flaws, and we all have the ability to transform and make ourselves into better human beings. And I know that I definitely did that over the past few years. And uh, you'll get to hear my story today in part one, and tomorrow, Thursday, in part two. Show notes are at ryanguth.com forward slash 048 for today's episode. Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey guys, what's up? Happy Wednesday. Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 46, How He Found His Forte. Let's jump right into it. Today I have on a good friend, Ryan Guth, who I met on the Podcasters Cruise last November. Shout out to the EO Fire and Podcast Movement crew for making that happen. And we really had an opportunity to hit it off. Ryan has a great energy and passion for life, and as I got to know him better, I realized that that energy shines through in his professional work as well. Ryan is a professional choral director who has always strived to push the envelope with every student. Ryan's passion is to help them uncover the true potential that's inside each and every one of them. Throughout his career, he has also developed an online digital business where he shares his knowledge to help other choral directors step up to the podium with purpose. His platform has become so popular that It's even been recognized now as essential for not only just choral directors, but for any individual who is searching for a way to find their forte. Some of his choral productions have been featured in media outlets such as the Huffington Post, MSNBC, and PBS. Ryan has a book coming out that we're going to talk about tomorrow, but today he shares some powerful stories about his career and how he got started and how working with the kids really has changed his life. So let's get let's get pumped up. Let's uh, shake it out a little bit, and help me welcome now, Ryan Guth. 
Ryan M. Guth, my friend, welcome. Welcome to The Positivity Effect. Well, thank you, Dr. Tom. I'm very happy to be here. Yes, and my, compl- my demeanor is completely different because it's just awesome having a friend on the show. And, you know, we had uh, a bunch of opportunities to connect. We'll talk about all that, but what's going on, man? How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. You know, I, I'm wishing for the New York weather to turn back to what it was last week at 75 degrees again. And I, I just recently shaved my head, so now I'm cold and I need to wear a hat. So uh, <laughs> I'm really hoping for spring to come around at some point here in the near future. But so, uh, are I'm you doing in the great, market, Dr. Tom. Are you in the market? Are you in the market for hat shopping? I literally bought a hat yesterday. Like, I, I've never looked good in hats, but now it's a necessity. And I bought like a, a trilby. Is it yesterday. hard? Is it hard? Like when you have to go f- like find the right hat, and you're like, this is like your your mission. Is it like difficult to 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 sort through all the the noise of the shopping? Yes, because I look terrible in every hat that I that I picked <laughs> up yesterday, except for this one, and I still like look a little bit sort of like a sort of underground poetry reading kind of fella when I when I wear it. Um, but I've been getting compliments, so I guess it's totally cool. But it's really at this point. Function over form, you know. Function over function over form. Yeah, for sure. That's an that's a great analogy for life. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, I had a receding hairline, Tom. Mm, you mm. know, and it's like it, at well, at some point you have to say, you know what, darn it, I'm going to take control of my life and my hairline. I'm just going to shave the whole darn thing off. I mean, it's what I'm going to do. And 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 you, you grabbed know, you grabbed that bull. You grabbed them. I grabbed. Yes, I grabbed the bull by the horns and I shaved <laughs> all of my hair off and and uh, I don't look like like Tyson uh what's his Tyson Beckford quite yet but uh I'm pumping some more iron I'm going to Muay Thai class and uh hopefully we'll get there what's that actor uh the transporter oh I don't know you know what I'm talking about he's like li- literally every scene for two hours is him like jumping out of helicopters buildings blowing is that up Vin Diesel no well Vin Diesel's amazing too he's okay just out of control what the heck? But like every Statham, ball Statham, Jason Statham. Oh, Jason Statham. Yes, and somebody posted on my Facebook wall that I looked like Jason Statham. I'm like, not really, but thank you. I, really I didn't see that, that post. You know, God is my witness. See, there it is. So there you are. This is this is good. This is good. This is good. All right, well, ladies, <laughs> hit up my Twitter account. <laughs> wait, 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 is it uh, at Ryan M. Guth? <laughs> at Ryan M. Guth on Twitter, baby. <laughs> so Ryan. Um, you know, we've had, like I said, we had some amazing opportunities to connect. And, you know, we had an opportunity to connect on a, it was actually a cruise. It was a podcaster's cruise. And, you know, I had John Lee Dumas on not too long ago. And we were talking about the podcaster's cruise and what an incredible experience it was. And, you know, we were kind of drawn to, to each other because we have similar, just, you know, mon- similar outlooks on life, you know. And, and, and we'll talk about this. Maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow. It's just like that, that amazing conversation we had when we were just kind of looking out. You know, it was storming. There was thunder, lightning. And, you know, it was just it was a real awesome bonding experience. And, you know, it was like super romantic, Tom. It was. It? it was very romantic. <laughs> but, no, but it was a great conversation. You don't have those experiences if like the person you're talking to, if you're, you're not, you know, you're not in line at some point with each other's values. You know, like you start to get to those deeper things when you really line up with each other. And, you know, we want to talk about. Ryan Guth, you know, we want to talk about the Find Your Forte podcast and just your brand, and and also just as you, how you're a choral teacher and and all the the val, value that you provide now to the world. But you know, we were talking a little bit before about that this that wasn't always who you were. You know, 
it, that's it, true. It wasn't always your goal to to give back to the world or to give value. You know, and we all find our, ourselves in that place in life. I know I've been there as well, and and it's really it's a it's amazing transformational experience when you do start to come from a place of of giving. You know, when you're able to step outside yourself. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that journey of you. You know where you were more inside yourself, you know, maybe let's say the word, let's say selfish, you know, I've been selfish before. And how, what was that? What was your, your filter on life because you were acting that way? And then, you know, what led you to, to really be where you are today? Sure. Well, Tom, I'm, I'm going to just rewind back a little bit and just make sure that your audience knows a little bit about, about my history so I can get you to that point. Uh, I was a middle school choir director for nine years, about three years into my career, I started a company uh, at the time, I had been married for three years, uh, and uh, I figured that it, the measure of success as a 20-something-year-old is pretty wife, nice house, dog, you know, an acre of land to mow, a good job, maybe starting your business on the side, having enough money if you want to go to a steak dinner every week. And, and that kind of thing, you know, two brand new cars, you know, I was, I was, you know, high on the hog for, uh, you know, for being a 25 year old man. And, uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but, you know, I was actually very empty inside. I was burning out at school. I had a very, um, wonderful group of students, but I had a very difficult school and school district to work in. I didn't realize that it was sort of eating me away. Uh, I started this company. I started to get sort of obsessed with uh, the bottom line, less so the value, but the bottom line. Uh, we always offered amazing value to our clients, but unfortunately, that wasn't always that wasn't always my my number one goal. And uh, you know, I started I started to take for granted my wife's contribution to to my life and how much she helped me. And I mean, I always came home to a clean house. She's also a voice. She was also a voice teacher for my company. Um, you know, so she was incredibly supportive and she worked without pay, you know, for three of those, you know, seven years that we were in business together. Wow. And, uh, you know, I never took that for granted. I, you know, I've, I was always like God's gift to, choral music, you know, I was, that was my thought. And, uh, I was, you know, I would always win. I would always win. And I would always, I'd never heard no from people. Uh, I'd always find a creative way around hearing no. And eventually that just started to eat me up inside because when you push and push and push, right, things start to break down. You know, it's like you're trying to run you're trying to run the machine without without oil. You're trying, you know, you're just pushing on the gears, and eventually the gears crack. And uh, you know, I, I grew up as a kid who was always told they were talented, and who never heard no. And if if mom and dad didn't give it to me, my grandparents gave it to me, or my aunt would give it to me. And uh, I always had the lessons I needed and the support that I needed. And you know, and like I said, everything was falling in line. I had the wife, the, and I had the house and the cars and and all this sort of stuff. And, but what I was really missing was giving value to other people and caring and being, I guess, empathetic and caring more about other people than myself. And I have since transformed um, after my marriage fell apart. And I think it's one of those things that sort of shakes you and wakes you up and says, 
like, hey, Bozo, you better get, you know, better get on the right path. So, so would you say like your compelling reason why, you know, your why on why you do what you were doing just completely changed. It was that why, you know, of why you were building your business and your, your vision of what life was meant to be was, you know, good or bad. It doesn't really, it doesn't matter the way you slice it. You know, it's, it, it could be good or bad, however you look at it. It was shaped, you know, earlier on, earlier on in life. And that's how most of us come out through life. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're raised a certain way and our parents love us to the best of their ability. They're not perfect parents. You know, uh, they're, trying the best that they can do in the ways that they know and the ways that they were taught. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of things, <clears throat> uh, you know, subconsciously seep into us that we don't realize. And, and that starts to shape, you know, who we are. And I guess, like you said, that your why wasn't fulfilling you, you know, and it, and it, it caused you to, to have this burnout. Well, yeah. Cause it was, it was, the why was about me, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I had amazingly supportive parents. They're both musicians and educators like I am. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, but because they're musicians and educators did not have uh, a ton of money to to help me, you know, um, so they, but they would always find a way, you know, like if I wanted something, they would, they would like, if it was saxophone lessons when I was in second grade or whether it was, it was karate lessons when I was in fifth grade, they always found a way. And uh, so n- really nothing, there's, there's no way that I could ever just sort of discredit um, my parents. But um, you know, the, why was about, the why was about me. It was about my glory uh, up until about age 28. Would you say like it, it, was, it was such a hunger for achievement? It was like achievement driven? You know, there wasn't Yes, it was like of, how many... Value? How many medals can I hang on my on my on my uniform? But here's the one thing, and this, this is something I I've begun to really think about: uh, is it was never about me when it came to my students. Mm. It was about me in every other realm in my life. But when it was when it was teaching, it was always about my kids, and I and I now know why. Because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm writing this book, and I'm, I'm trying to, to really get introspective and and figure out why I made the decisions I made, and the reason why I never was self-centered around my students. And I had, you know, sixth through eighth grade choir. I had several hundred kids a year. Uh, I had students that I that were a part of my business that I started outside of my my school uh, job, and. The reason why is because I wanted my kids to be better than I knew I was was being. Like I, I always taught my kids to work hard, and I always was very tough on them. And I, I'm a very tough love teacher, and that that blew a few kids out of the water, and they wouldn't stick around. But the ones who stuck around through, let's say, through eighth grade, always came back to me and said, "Mr. Guth, I'm really glad that you made me work. I know how to work now." And the thing was, is that I, at that age, I didn't know how to work. And, you know, as a teacher, you always want your kids to turn out better than you. And, and you know, I think it's, you always hear like a sign of a good teacher is a teacher who can, who can make their kids or make their students or their pupils stronger at whatever discipline than, than the teacher themselves. And, 
And yeah. uh, whether it's, it's, so it wasn't better than me at singing or at choral music. It's better than me in life. I want to create kids who are hard workers, who are grateful for what they have, who appreciate the opportunities they're given, uh, who take advantage of the time they have interacting one-on-one with their peers. Because these are things that I didn't value as a kid. And these are things that I think, if they follow my path, will turn out to be much better adults than I was. So was this <clears throat> this process, you know, of of te- so how many years did you teach uh, the the middle school? I taught for nine. nine I years. basically the the week I graduated college, I landed that job and I stuck with it for nine years. So you said that you know some of these values, you know, having having a sense of uh, contribution, you know, being grateful for what you have in life, stepping outside of yourself. Would you say that that this process of, of teaching these kids over these nine years, that's what really permeated kind of like into your, into, you know, the inside of Ryan Guth. That's what permeated you to really start to, to see life from a different lens, you know, to see it through a more colorful lens. Uh, I actually think it was leaving the profession that allowed me the mental capacity to start thinking about that stuff. So it was being in the midst of it. It was just, it was hard for you to actually. Yeah. Oh, it was terribly difficult to, yeah, because it was safe. You know, when you're a, when you're a teacher in New Jersey in a public school, you know, I was making $75,000 a year. Um, which I mean, for being nine years into a, a, a corporate job, maybe is not where you want to be in this in this area. But as a teacher, you're also talking about piling on an insane amount of money worth of benefits. You know, I mean, I had a ten dollar copay. It was, it was you know it was crazy. And as I'm sure t- Dr. Tom would know, that that's a pretty darn good copay. That that is a fantastic copay. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I had I was I was very safe. I mean, I had a house. You know, I had, uh, I had, you know, I, I was able to pay my bill. I had this business on the side. So, like, I looked fine on the outside. I looked fine. And, and, as, and as far as, I always just wanted to look fine on the outside. So it wasn't until I actually left my job and I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? You know, I need to make a living again, you know, and... It, like now it makes you sort of soul search. You have to, you have to now think about, okay, what is next for me? What things do I enjoy doing? How am I the most fulfilled? And I realized that I'm the most fulfilled helping people as much as I've helped myself in the past. I'm actually the most fulfilled when I help other people. So, so that's why I decided to start the podcast. <clears throat> and And you know, like, thinking about like as humans what are the needs like the needs that we have inside of us sometimes we we can't put a finger on what those are but there's certain things that we all do in life that that fulfills us in a certain way like you, this whole time you're talking about you know having that job the 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 salary you knew you had when you came home the the health insurance the house the car mm-hmm. you know I, i'm fresh just you know i was telling you this earlier i'm fresh off coming from a tony robbins seminar and he talks about these six human needs and, and I'll, you know, I'll list them as, you know, certainty is one of them. Uncertainty actually, believe it or not, is one of them. Sure. Uh, love connection is one of them. Significance, 
having significance for something. You know, if you mm-hmm. feel significant, that's a human need. And then these higher ones, thinking of charity and thinking of contribution. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I feel like that in my own life too, and I'm sure you get tested. I think it's just as we get older, we recognize, or, you know, it's amazing when you see somebody very young and they have the wisdom to see these things. But when you start to get older, you, you shift from this mentality of you need to have more contribution. You need to have more charity in life because that's really, the, that's the higher level, you know, of, being able to connect, we talk about that ripple effect on the show and helping other people. And when mm-hmm. you have that charity, you know you're not doing it for the brownie points. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel have. It makes you you know when you have the charity and the contribution, it actually kind of fulfills the other needs. It fulfills significant. Oh yeah. You know it fills connection, and it's kind of funny. Now we're talking about entrepreneurship, and you know the Find Your Forte podcast, and you're saying what what you had to do and what you had to shift. You shifted out of that feeling of certainty now it's you're in a more mindset of uncertainty i feel the same way you know i run my own business as well and it's you never really know what can happen but you still push forward every day to try to make something happen and but there is that level of uncertainty you know well yeah it's about you know the uncertainty the uncertainty is a good thing because it allows you to make space in your mind in your brain to step back and observe you're sort of if you look at it like a like like a calendar you know if your calendar is packed from from sun up to sundown all day long you're constantly focused on on something and you never you know until you have a block of time that you can open up you know you'll you'll never be able to stop and think is you know are these tasks that i'm doing from sun up to sundown in line with with my values and, and, you know, I was working essentially two full-time jobs. I was, a, you know, running my company and, and being a teacher. And I was, I had no time to stop and, and think is what I'm doing in line with those values. And, and until I made that space, I didn't really find out that my, that one of my, one of my core values is, is helping other people uh, become their best self. And, that's that's why I started the podcast, and uh, yeah, go, go ahead. I hear you ready to start, but um, take yeah. it away, Doctor Tom. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was gonna say like <clears throat> when you when you finally found that moment, like what was what is that feeling for you now? Like when when you're able to wake up in the morning and know that you're serving somebody every single day, even if you don't know what the direction of your business is going to go, you know. And we all have that uncertainty. We have you know fear of failure we have fear of what's what where are we going in life but when you have mm-hmm. that that rock solid purpose of what you're doing it just drives you forward you know yeah i mean now i i wake up and i have an email or two or uh you know maybe a, a comment or a bunch of comments just recently a bunch of comments on 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 a post that i that i created on the podcast or whatever that's like Thank you so much. This really resonated with me. You know, I'm, I, I love what you're doing. I mean, I, I get comments all the time that are like, don't stop. You know, you know, I'm maybe, you know, maybe uh, there's, you know, there's all those like silent sort of lurkers that listen to your podcast as well that don't reach out to you and say, Dr. Tom, I love what you're doing, but, but they still do appreciate it. And I, I don't remember who told me this quote, but I think it might have been it actually might have been Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income um, that said once, um, it's an Anne Frank quote, it was, no one ever got poor by giving. 
And I really take that to heart at this point. Now, I started, I started really thinking about that quote when I left my job and started the podcast. And I said, you know what? He's absolutely right. I'm going to give, give, give. And, and I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to see what kind of, you know, you know, you know, based on, uh, you know, Jack Canfield's book, you know, success principles, the law of attraction, things like that. People think that's woo woo crazy stuff, but I still do believe that, that, you know, if you, if you put out good positive energy into the world, you're going to get it back. It's going to, it's going to just sort of volley back to you and it might volley back to you tenfold. And to me, it, it has, I, I've, since I started the podcast and I've been thinking completely about my audience every single week and not about myself and just delivering value in my own voice every single week, um, you're, I'm going to, you know, you're going to get some haters, but you're going to, the majority of the people who listen and read what you write are, are people that genuinely appreciate you taking the time to be thoughtful for them. And when they need, you know, when they need something in the future, they have an opportunity for you in the future uh, or a connection for you in the future, they're going to think about you first. Um, so, you know, if you start, w- I think the best way to be selfish is to be selfless, which is very, you know, I, that's probably pretty profound. But um, instead of being selfish, be selfless first and uh, see what that gets you because you'll probably meet your goals a lot faster. Absolutely. And, you know, happiness is progress. And when you're giving to other, when you're looking to help other people improve their lives, there's, there's this momentum that starts to happen and that's progress. That's progress in your own life. And, you know, when we're, when we're just sitting still, that's what happens. You could start to feel that, you know, did I make the right decision in life? And that can, it can happen if you find yourself in a corner where you're not contributing to Mm -hmm. others. You You could definitely feel that way. And you got to keep moving. I mean, that's another big lesson that I learned is, is you know, I, I moved here to New York City after I left my job. Um, I, lived in, I lived in Princeton, New Jersey for a while. Now I, live, now I live here in Manhattan. And there are days, you know, I'm surrounded by, what, 5 million people? And there are days where I've... Unlike one corner of one Unlike street. one corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, luckily, I'm on the far west, so it's a little less crowded, but... Um, there are days where I've sat in my in my apartment and staring at the Hudson River and feeling sorry for myself. And then there are days where I've been like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to go, go to Starbucks, talk to somebody while I'm there, see who I meet. And it never fails. When I decide to get up and just go and go do something, be social, or walk out the door not having any idea what's going to happen, but I just, I just start walking and I just interact with people that I, you know, that I meet on, on, you know, throughout that day. I always meet somebody that I can give some kind of value to, whether it's a clerk at, you know, at Macy's, whether it's a, a random couple that sitting next to me at Starbucks while I'm working or whatever. Whenever I decide to get out of the house and just start moving, I make a connection with somebody, whether it's just brightening their day and just being a good person or whether it's, whether it's actually somebody that, that could become sort of incredibly valuable to my own business network. It never ceases to amaze me that whenever you step out and just take some kind of action, 
without even knowing what the end result will be, it always pays off, which is crazy. I, it's just always pays off. Oh, Ryan, drop in value left and right. And, you know, we're actually at the end of today's episode, guys, but I want to make a quick, I want to really reiterate what you just said, Ryan. And that's, I had um, Tony Wrighton on, uh, not too, re- you know, recently, and he's the, he's the host of Zestology. It's, it's a podcast. It's a brand to help people have more vitality in their lives. And we, we spoke about, well, he actually really brought it up was just, you know, the idea that we need to connect. I mean, we need to disconnect more and more from all the technology in our lives. And first off, you know, right. But here I am. Here's the hypocrisy. Here I am connecting with you over podcasts and somebody you guys, <laughs> you guys are listening right now, which I'm so absolutely honored, you know, that you're spending some of your precious time to, to listen to this show. But, you know, make sure that you're also disconnecting because, you know, it was a good point that Tony brought up is that when you, you know, we have all these, you know, these phones and we come home and then we, we throw the screen on. But meanwhile, we come home and there's most likely somebody that's at home or, like you said, going out and meeting a stranger, you know, just looking in the eyes of a living, breathing individual, that, a warm individual that is unpredictable. You know, the, the experiences that can come from just connecting with another human being when we're so focused on all of our technology and it, it really can, it could stunt, you know, the, the, your, your ability to make progress in your life. Like if you're not open to these, some of these opportunities that you just mentioned, because that's really profound. You can go out and meet somebody at Starbucks and they could change your life. You could get married to them. You could start a business with them. Maybe they could be a, a person that you, a, a close friend now, and then you go to start going to the gym with it's definitely, you know, that, that sense of like we were talking about in this whole show is just contribution and also connection, connection with other living human beings. Dr. Tom, did you see that video that came out? Maybe it was less than a year ago. It was, it was some project in, here in New York, and um, they put a table in two chairs, and uh, they just asked people to come down, come and sit down across from each other and make eye contact for a minute without saying anything. And literally, two total strangers would sit down and make eye contact for a minute, and they would all end up crying, hugging, because it's like we are missing, we are missing that human connection right now in 2016. We're missing, we're missing those those human interactions because we're we're interacting and we're dopamine addicts you know we're we're waiting for the likes to come through and the approval to come through on our phones and our apps and this and that and on our swipes i mean on tinder or bumble or whatever right and you're waiting for somebody to approve of you when but when you walk outside there are thousands or millions of people that are are longing for the same connection that you're longing for as well, and and I think that video, and if I, I'll shoot you a link to that video. That's um, that's we can. It's just so powerful. I could say in the beginning of this episode, guys, fast forward to the end, and the value just from the, that one statement that you just made, literally would be profound for anybody that heard this episode. You know, that that that's so interesting. You know, that just that sixty seconds of looking each other in the eyes. And it's like, it's like, you know, they, they say that the eyes are the gateway to the soul. Exactly. And this is, and this is New York. You know, these are, we are, you know, we're a bunch of tough, uh, tough nuts to crack here, but, but it goes, it goes to show that if, you know, everybody, you know, we're all human. We're, we all have, you know, we all have needs like, you know, Tony Robbins is saying, you know, there's, there's that need to be valued. 
and um, which is, I guess, one of the highest needs. I think that's probably on. I think that's one of Maslow's highest needs, right? Is to is a need to be to be valued and appreciated, and um, just that one minute of all the minutes in your in your life, in your year, in your week, in your month, in your day. Just one minute of time can change somebody so profoundly. I mean, imagine if we just put our damn phone down and walked outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys should abs- actually shut this podcast off right now and just literally, like Ryan just said, just go outside, literally experiment. And you never, you're never experiencing new things. You don't, you don't experience new things in life if you don't experiment. And, you know, Ryan, you've just been so gracious sharing your story. And that's what you started to do is, you you know, you started to experiment when you realized that you weren't being fulfilled and you had to make a shift. And guys, I hope if you're listening, if you feel that way, if if you're having a struggle to to make a shift in your life where you want to maybe be someone that contributes more or you want to have a job that's fulfilling, maybe speak to someone, speak to someone close to you or look to get a coach. Because when you have someone that can help guide you along the way, it's a lot easier and it helps you get outside of yourself. It helps you make that quick shift because it really could be just two millimeters that you need to shift that you need to make and, and you'll find the happiness, you'll find the fulfillment that you're looking to have. But guys, we're at the end. Ryan, it's been a blast. They don't get to see it, but we get to see each other on video right now talking yeah, about man. looking each other in the eyes, man. It's, it's, just, it's always a pleasure uh, you know, to connect with you. And we're going to talk tomorrow uh, we're going to kick it off right away talking about Find Your Forte, find, you know, talking about your personal brand now and you know, what that means for you on a daily basis and a little bit more about how you know, that fulfillment that you get from doing that. And also a little surprise, a little uh, project that you have uh, coming very soon that everybody I think will be very interested to hear about because you're a very creative person and uh, it's, yeah, I think they're going to be very interested here. So Ryan, thank you so much, man, for coming on. Of course, Dr. Tom. Love it. Thank you. Take care. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Positivity Effect. I promise to keep sharing inspiring stories with the guests every single day. I hope you feel inspired, and I hope that we start some self-reflection in you on topics like transparency, compassion, and empathy. Please check out the website at positivityeffect.com. Sign up for the newsletter and I'll send you some tips to get you thinking more positively. If you're really enjoying the positivity effect, please tell someone about the show. Together we can create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world, something that we need so desperately today. So thanks again so much for listening. See you tomorrow for another episode of The Positivity Effect. All right, Choir Nation, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Find Your Forte podcast slash Positivity Effect. And we are going to catch up with you again tomorrow for part two of this interview. Uh, It is going to be uh, show notes at www.ryanguth.com forward slash 049. Remember, today was 048. There are some great uh, little nuggets of wisdom there from, from today's episode. I hope you go over and check that out. And uh, I'm just very happy to have you here once again following me. Uh, If you missed yesterday's episode, we have a great Technique Tuesday 
on how to crush it at competition, uh, which is uh, very timely for this time of year. So I hope you enjoy that, and we will catch you tomorrow on the Find Your Forte podcast, helping you to step up to the podium with purpose every single day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Find Your Forte with Ryan Guth. As always, join Ryan online at www.ryanguth.com for detailed show notes and discussions on every episode. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Until next time, be amazing.